0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to our show. My name is Deborah Rose and I'm your host on Circle Talk. Circle Talk is one of the shows featured on CSNP, Circle Sanctuary Network podcast. CSNP has a lineup of rotating shows throughout each month. Mondays feature Lunatic Mondays with host Laura Gonzalez. It can't be Tuesday without Circle Talk, and I continue to be the host for this fun show on the first and third Tuesdays of each month. Wednesdays feature a new show, Circle of Nature, with none other than Selena Fox. The third Fridays of each month feature Blue Marble, an eco-educational, eco-restorational, and eco-spirituality podcast. We have such a fun and informative lineup of shows. And we here at CSNP hope that you try them all. Celebrate the January full moon online with Circle Sanctuary Community. The theme is the fun of nights and takes place on this Thursday, January 5th. Full moon circles begin at 7 p.m. Central Time or 8 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific. Our full moon circles include invocations, music, meditations, poetry, reflections, and ritual workings. They're facilitated by Selena Fox and Reverend Judith and other members of the Circle Sanctuary community. Those joining online are invited to bring a candle to kindle during the ritual, and you're invited to interact with others in the chat on YouTube. Attendance is free and no registration is required. But for more information, you can go to our website, www.circlesanctuary.org Would you like to create meaningful change And live the life you've always wanted Well you're in the right place Because tonight we're going to talk with author A. Lynn Haverson As we learn her unique Tarot apothecary approach As shown in her new book The Tarot Apothecary We'll be talking with her about combining wisdom Of tarot, aromatherapy Meditation, numerology an everyday ritual to honor your magic and take control of your life and achieve that transformation that you've always wanted. Aileen is a certified clinical aromatherapist who calls on the spirit of essential oils to assist in the clarity for her clients. She's been teaching and reading Tarot professionally for more than 12 years. Aileen's sole purpose is to lead others toward success and happiness using the plant kingdom and the magic of Tarot. For more information, you can find her at Ailyn Instagram, and that you go to that it's by b y underscore a i l y n n, or her website is byailyn dot com, which is www dot dot com, and you can find her on Facebook under um, Ailyn Haverson backslash author. Let's welcome her to Talk Talk. Welcome, Ailin.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate being here. I'm excited about talking to you and all your listeners. So,
0: I am excited too. And I was very lucky that I have your book, so I got to read it, and it's excellent. It's really, really good. I I, I shared with Ailin at the beginning of the show. It's the type of book that you you just read through because it's so interesting. But it's not a book that you put away and put down. It makes you want to go back to the beginning and study and, and really go through it. And you do a really good job at, at some chapters that you do questions, and there's rituals, and there's things you can do in the book. It's a wonderful book.
1: Thank you so much. I really had fun writing the book. Um, can I tell you that story, how it came to me real quick? It Absolutely.
0: Was just, I was going so to ask you. weirdest thing. Wanted to be an author since you were a little girl, or how did that come about?
1: No, actually, I never, ever, ever thought about writing a book. Mm -hmm. I'm not great with punctuation. I don't spell all that great. (laughs) You know, I don't have, at least I didn't think I had the writing skill. Um, Mm -hmm. But about, oh, probably in like 2018, 19. I thought, well, you know, I'm really interested in the elements and tarot, and it would be really cool if there was a book out there that taught people to read tarot with the elements. And so I thought about writing a book then. But then that kind of faded. I was too afraid to do it, and I set it aside. And and then I saw someone else that had a book on it, and I went, okay, Mm -hmm. forget that. So I let it go. But then in 2020, um, I got really sick. It was before COVID hit. I uh, was mm-hmm. really, really sick. They thought I had pneumonia. They put me on all this medication that kept me awake. And I was laying in bed one night, and I was wide awake because I couldn't sleep.
0: Mm-hmm. And all
1: of a sudden, just boom, the idea of the book came to me. It was just like, oh, my gosh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to write this book. That's and, really cool. I mean, and it was all the things that I know, tarot, aromatherapy, simple everyday. I mean, it's all stuff that I knew, but uh-huh. I hadn't thought about putting all that together, and it just came to me. So I um, went to the Northwest Tarot Symposium, which is an event here in Portland. I was speaking there and ran into um, this lady who is very magical,
0: and she uh-huh. said, you've got
1: to download and you need to own this right now, or it will go to someone else. Someone else will write this book. And I went,
0: i like, no, mine. If they, give you, if they give you love, you have to act on it. You're absolutely right.
1: Right. So I was like, I'm claiming this. I don't know how I'm going to do it because I work 40 hours a week. I read tarot on the weekends. I create potions. I have a line of teas. I teach tarot. All these things were going <laughs> on. And I'm like, universe, you got to help me out if you want me to write this book. Well, two weeks later, I got laid off
0: due to COVID. Oh, my <laughs> Which I Not would have never mind, expected. But, but still an opportunity. <laughs> it gave me
1: time. Um I wrote the book in nine months. Oh,
0: wow. And
1: um yeah, it just it just all flowed. It was like here you go. You need to do it, but you have to do it. And so I I actually used my process to write the book. Um, because I I had all these fears and anxieties and I wasn't you know I didn't consider myself a writer I do now um, but I did not then and I didn't know how I was going to do this um, with with no knowledge uh, on even how to write a book or what to do.
0: That is but, well and I'm always curious as a clinical now were you were you someone who was like you wrote. Four hours a day, or did you write when the mood hit you? Because the I, discipline of you writing know, a book like, is a big discipline. Yes, it is.
1: And really, I was very excited about it, excited about writing it because it was stuff I knew, and I was it was coming together. And so I would get up every morning, um, and get ready like I was going to work. Uh-huh. And, and you were working. I yeah, and I would just write until I felt like I was done. And some days that was a lot. Some days it wasn't as much, you know. So I treated it as a job while I was mm-hmm. looking for another job, <laughs> um, you know, to get back into the medical field. So it it helped me um, to stay organized and to just, which I am not an organized person. So mm-hmm. it was, but I, I had a love for it, and I really wanted to do it. So it wasn't that hard. It just fell into place.
0: Well, it shows your passion uh, and your love come across very easily in the book. So I tell listeners, this is definitely a book that you want to pick up. It's really good, and it's, it's new. It was just what published in, when was it? It was just um,
1: no, um, November.
0: Oh, yeah, so it's brand new. So uh, right. anyway, well, it's I'm very excited that you took the time to come on the show. And nine months is a really I mean, I've talked to people who've taken 10 years to write a book. Nine months is actually really, really quick. So you must be very disciplined. No, no, but it, I, I tell you, I just felt like I was, it was
1: gifted to me and it had to come out. So I just wrote. And so um, how- luckily, I, I do have a friend that has written a book before and is an editor. So I would shoot she her off stuff and say, yeah. yeah, I had some guidance. I reached out to people. I took a uh course online on how to write a book um you know what you need because i had no idea yeah. and um so i just yeah followed examples of what other people had done as far as what you need to send off to a publisher and all those things and yeah i learned and it was really fun
0: it was fun and, and we get the benefit of it so how long have you been um because i know you're a professional reader how long have you been reading and working with the tarot? Well, that's
1: another interesting story. I um, oh, well, actually I started reading, learning to read when I was ten. Oh wow! Um, I have yeah, I have an older sister, uh, thirteen years older than me, um, and she went to a garage sale one day down the street and found this tarot deck and a book. Um, on how to read it and so she brought it home mm-hmm. and she started working with it and gradually started teaching me of course I wasn't picking it all up you know what I mean because again, mm-hmm. you don't have you know I life. had to life experience, experience yeah. life yeah, yeah. Um, but you know it came and went throughout my life and in college I would pull the cards out at parties and read Uh for people, but I would use the book. You know, I would be like, okay, Uh let me see what this means. You know, I didn't have it all. Then when I got into my 40s, it was like they came back, and I really, really wanted to learn. So I Uh really just delved in deep in my early 40s and started studying again and learning the cards. So they've been with me a long time back and forth, coming in and out of my life. But now Uh they're with me every day.
0: That's really, really fun. Um, do you um do you um is your book based on the um rider weight deck? Um yes. Yes, it basically okay. is
1: because that's that's the most known deck. Common. Um Right. Yeah, most it's common and
0: to be available.
1: And, right. And I do like the um symbolism and the imagery in the deck. I mean, I believe that if if you want to learn tarot, first learn the elements because mm-hmm. the elements run all through the cards. Then learn numerology. And then once you put those two things together, if you look at the Rider-Waite deck and you know what the what element the card is, what what that number means, you can look at that picture and go, Oh, I that see it now. Sense. Yeah. So. Do you? Uh, yeah, do you I always use, recommend that. Do you normally use book.
0: that deck, or do you have a favorite do, deck?
1: Oh, I have way too many decks.
0: <laughs> That's so I funny have, because I have a really close friend who's a reader, and she like collects um, decks like I do earrings. How many decks do you yep. have? Right now, a hundred and forty-two. Oh my gosh, you beat her. She's about fifty. I laugh. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, I and use them she, for different things. Right, that's what she does too. And some decks, she'll like to look at it. She thinks they're pretty, but she'll go, they won't work with me.
1: So it's just interesting. Right, exactly. I mean, I'll have decks that I want to pull out the queen cards and use them on the altar um, because they're beautiful and those cards speak to me. Mm-hmm. But that's all I use them for is for like for altar. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have different decks for different things. And when you read for people, sometimes they would prefer to use a softer deck or, Mm -hmm. you know, some people would like a darker deck. It just depends on – so when I do readings, I usually bring about four, five decks with me and let um, them pick. Yeah, let them pick.
0: That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. So, um, So I know you are a certified clinical aromatherapy. So if you started reading Tarot at 10, obviously aromatherapy came later. Um, That is something that I've begun to become interested in. How did you become a certified clinical aromatherapist? What led you to that direction?
1: Well, again, another interesting story. I was at a party one night. I'm at this party, and it's just a small group of like eight women, and we did Mm -hmm. a meditation. And the lady's house we were at, she was an aromatherapist. And she had some of her blends sitting out and we've been smelling them and I love to smell things. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're sitting there and we're doing this meditation and I saw my grandmother's come and get in my face, my grandmother, um, Mm -hmm. who I've never met, but I have pictures of her and she's from Kentucky. She was from Kentucky and Mm -hmm. she just said, it's time to pick up your medicine. And I went, Oh. What does that mean? But then I thought, hey, I'm at this aromatherapist house. Grandmother's telling me this. I love scents. I love mixing stuff. Why not? So then, I, you know, I kind of played around with it a little bit, and then I went to get a reading from somebody, and she mm-hmm. handed me an essential oil and said, work with this. And all it said on it was air. And I'm like, why, why am I working with this? What is it going to do for me? I wanted to know more.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so I eventually found a, a school online, really, really good school. And I studied with that school for about four years. I'm mm-hmm. um, taking courses and, and then I went and took, uh, there's an exam you can take.
0: Uh, to mm-hmm. become a
1: registered clinical aromatherapist. And I just mm-hmm. did the exam for myself, kind of, to make sure I knew what I was talking about. Um, mm-hmm. And then I realized that I didn't want to be clinical. I really liked the spirit of the oils mm-hmm. and working with how they can affect you spiritually or how they can affect your energy So I went a total different direction and got away from the clinical aspects of it and went into more spiritual work with it, with the oils, yeah. Yeah.
0: But but what's nice about that is, uh, like, I would feel comfortable with you because you have the clinical background. So you can go into the spiritual, but nothing's going to be harmful or not helpful because you know the clinical components and building blocks of what you're doing.
1: Exactly, and that's what I felt like I needed before I could step into anything else with it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I think that's great. I think that's really really exciting. So, how did? And I find this so interesting. So, you had these two big passions. How did you get? How did you figure out tarot and aromatherapy work together? Well, it was. It
1: I was work. I was studying the elements um mm-hmm. really into chakras and the elements for a while and I was really studying that. And then when I started studying essential oils and I got into what's called morphology, um, which is looking at where the oil is derived from the plant. So is it a root oil mm-hmm. or is it a you know, a flower oil? And then I started looking at how essential oils fall into the elements also. And I would be doing a reading for someone and I'd say, oh, this person totally lacks earth in their reading. They're trying to start a new business and they don't have any grounding. You know, they have all this air, they have, they have all these ideas and air and they have the passion for it, but there's no grounding. So I would say, oh, you really need to work with a root oil and get grounded in yourself. Um, You know, let me make you a blend of earthy oils. I'll add a little fire or something to spark it. But let's get you grounded. Let's let's find that foundation for you. So through the readings, I would find what people needed and mm-hmm. bring it in with essential oils.
0: That is so that really, was really, fun. really fun. That is fun. So, so you married it together, and what is the Tarot Apothecary approach?
1: Well, the Tarot, Tarot Apothecary approach is really about – as, as the subtitle of my book is Shifting Personal energies Using Tarot right. Aromatherapy the and Simple Everyday Rituals, it's about shifting your energy. Um, we all have times in our life when we need to step into something that we have some anxiety over or fear over or lack of confidence. Um, right. Like even going to a job interview. You know, you need to step into a, a, a new role, a kind of an energy to show that you you want this job and you can do this job, so in our lives we have big picture inner, uh, big picture things. I, let me get that out right. Big picture things that we need to step <coughs> into, and then wow. the everyday smaller things. So the tarot propheticary approach is taking a look at first what are your gifts in this life. Um, this mm-hmm. is through tarot numerology. Who are you? What are your gifts? What are your challenges in life? Looking at that. Then looking at what you want to do, who you want to be. what What is the situation? Are you wanting to become a chef and you haven't even taken the first step yet? Well, it's it's looking at, well, what's my first step? What's my intention for right now? The big picture is becoming the chef. The small picture is maybe taking a cooking class. Or maybe Mm -hmm. traveling to Italy because I want to learn to cook Italian food. You know, taking the first step. And then looking at through tarot numerology, what the energy is that is surrounding you personally right now. And how can you best use that energy? Um, You know, what are the gifts of the year that you're in? What are the challenges of the year that you're in? How can you use that energy to move forward on your path? Then there is also looking at all those things, you, who you are, what your current energies are, what your intention is, and looking at whether you need support. Mm-hmm. So often in, in the book, I, I recommend calling in a support card, and it could be a queen, or it could be one of the major arcana cards. Like right now, I am currently in my strength year which is uh-huh. a year about really being grounded and, and trusting yourself and trusting your decisions and having unconditional love. And through looking at that and then looking at what I'm trying to accomplish this year, I knew that I needed some structure, some discipline, um, fire, passion, courage, and charisma, mm-hmm. so I called in the Emperor as my guide for the year. Now he's not in my numerology at all, but that's okay. I wanted his support. So you can call in an additional card for support if you like. It's not required. Then once Talk you've about... got all that, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, go ahead. Um, then uh, once, I'll ask you Once you that.
1: have the, once you have all that mapped out, then what other support do you need? How? I mean, could you? What essential oils relate? to those cards that you're working with. Um, how can you work with those? Uh, simple everyday rituals. Uh, let's say you're working with the Queen of Cups and mm-hmm. you in the morning you drink tea. So creating a ritual out of drinking your tea in the morning. Simple things that you can do every day that don't take a lot of time and remind you of what you're working on, what you want to accomplish in your life. And doing that through teas, essential oils, um, maybe creating mantra, carrying different stones that remind you, and and each day using those everyday rituals, essential oils, and your archetype cards that you've chosen and your year card and your personal card to help support you to move forward on your path and
0: do what you want to do, step through the fear. Explain to me the difference between a water-based blend and an oil-based blend, and how do you use them differently? Yes. Does that make sense? So in, is that a crazy question? Yes. No, totally <sighs> is a crazy understand. question? <laughs> no, no.
1: A water-based blend is more like a spray um, okay. that you're going to spray in your house, and it contains actual water. Wow. Right. Um, so you've got your... Essential oils, you have water and usually um, like a Hoba oil or something that helps them blend together. Okay. And it's a spray. It'll be like a spray for your room or a body spray for okay. your body, perfume. Okay. Um, an oil blend just has a carrier oil such as a Hoba or um, olive oil and, and the essential oils. And it's more of like okay. a roll-on, something you would roll onto your body or just smell. Or
0: you could use is it like an anointing oil or something like that? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. And you do such a good job. of, And what I was going to ask is explain about the queen uh, archetypes because you work with the queens in the books. It's very exciting because you go through a lot of simple rituals you can do. Um, you know, their personalities, creating altars, um blends, essential oils. Talk about the queens for me. Yeah, the queens. And how they came to I you. Start,
1: yeah, I started working with them, oh, I'm going to say 10 years ago, um, when I was a, a hypnotherapist friend of mine and I were going to teach a class and we were trying to decide what to do. And I'd been really honing in on the queens, Um And I was like, oh, we should teach a class called Goddess Save the Queens, Embracing Uh the Archetypical Energy of the Tarot. And I was working with the queens, and one day I was going to also teach my first tarot class. And Uh I was terrified. And (laughs) I, you know, I I did a card spread and pulled um, my first card flipped up with Nine of Swords. Well, the Nine of Swords is, I call it the nightmare because it's fear. Your your fear and anxiety is making things bigger than they actually are. Mm-hmm. And if you step through that fear, you look back and realize it wasn't as bad as it's supposed to be. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I need the Queen of Pentacles. I need grounding. I need to get back in my body. I need to trust in who I am and what I have to say. And I need Mm -hmm. to believe in myself. So the queen of Pentacles is earth element. And she is that grounding energy. Um, She she is all about uh, getting things done, but getting them done slowly, uh, being methodical about things. But she's about growth. Uh, You know, she has all this growth around her, abundance, um, but that grounded solidity in your life and uh so i i worked with her and i made myself a queen of pinnacles blend and started spraying it three times per day i created a mantra to go along with it that i Uh trust in myself i can teach i believe in what i have to say i said that three times a day sprayed the spray and did the class and the thing about the queens getting back to the queens is I believe that they embody the element they're a part of. Uh-huh. They ooze out that elemental energy. So if you need support, stepping into the energy of a queen, you can embody her her elemental energy. So to give examples, the queen, queen of pentacles, as I said, is earth element, so she's that grounding energy. Queen of Cups uh-huh. is water element so she's all about creating flow in your life um working with your emotions having compassion for yourself and others love um attraction she's all of those things uh Queen of Wands is charisma courage leadership abilities um magic she's just got that spark and she can step into a crowd and everybody she lights up and everybody wants to be around her and the Queen of Swords is the one that cuts the muck and makes things clear. She doesn't mess around with her words. She uh-huh. speaks her truth. And she's a communicator. She's all about speaking, writing, um, debating, anything you want to do to communicate. Um, but she also brings clarity into your life and helps you see clearly and get things done and in an order. She is the least emotional queen. So if you don't want to be around... If you don't want to have a lot, if you're trying to uh, keep your emotions at bay, she's the one to work Mm -hmm. with. So each queen has an elemental energy. They have different gifts. And in life, when you need one of those energies that you may lack, I lack fire element in my astrological Mm -hmm. makeup. So a lot of times I have to call in the queen of wands to help me um, to have that courage and confidence to get up on a stage and talk. Um, I call in the Queen of Swords to help me communicate communicate clearly um, and to be able to, she's the one that helped me write the book. Um, she was by my side when I was writing the book, helping me communicate and, and speak my truth and say what I wanted to say. So you can step into their energy. You can call them in to be a part of your life. Uh, depending on what you need right now in your life, and they will support you. Then you bring in the essential oils um, based off the elements, and you mm-hmm. can do your everyday rituals with tea or mantra, and you actually step into their energy, and you accomplish okay. what you want to accomplish.
0: Absolutely. You give not only teas, you give suggestions for different types of baths, Um, based on um, the queen. So, yeah, you give a lot of uh, major suggestions on things you can do to work with it. Yeah, and I I also recommend
1: um, whenever you're working with a tarot archetype of any kind, um, in the book I call it imaginative meditation. Mm -hmm. And it's really just about sitting with your card and letting your imagination go crazy and having mm-hmm. a conversation with that card, you will get answers. Um, and just write down what you hear, uh, what you smell, what you feel, what you see during that time. Um, and you will get answers from the card. And they will help guide you. It's, it's really powerful to work with them. It's, so.
0: it's funny for me. I don't get, um, I might just be slow. I seem like I don't get things very often, but then I will dream or mm-hmm. something a little bit later will come to me and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. now I get it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And everybody works differently. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Everybody has different ways of connecting with guides, ancestors, angels. um, And I think of these archetypes as, as your guide, you know, as Mm -hmm. your support, as you're working through such certain situations in your life. And each card, your year card, as you're working with that energy, you can map out your life for like five years and say, oh, this is the energy coming in here. I'm going to work on this during that time. And then the next year, this energy is coming in, and I'm going to work, you know, then here's the next step. Um, And you'll be more prepared for what energies are coming in, uh, the challenges, and how to work with the gifts of these years. So you can map out your life. Uh, And, of course, not everything happens exactly like you think it's going to happen. Right. But
0: But it gives you a guideline. Right. 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 So that leads me to, um, and and it's interesting because it's not something that I have worked a lot with. Is I haven't worked a lot with numerology. And after reading your book, now I'm very excited. I want to go back and I want to delve into it. Talk to us about the power of numerology and how it's part it's part in a tarot apothecary and how how it came to you. How did you start working with numerology?
1: Well, I, I was at... My husband and I um, were on a little vacation. I'm going to say this was, I don't know, 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And we like to use bookstores. So mm-hmm. we'd go on vacation. We'd see if there's a used bookstore in the town. We'd hit up the bookstore and go back and read. I just, you know, we're geeks. We like we like to mm-hmm. read. But um, And so... Yeah. <laughs> and then, so one day... Uh, we were at this bookstore at the beach, and I saw this book called Tarot Constellations by Mary Kay Greer. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, I have no idea what that means. But I think I'm just going to get the book and go back and read it. So mm-hmm. I went back, and it was it was tarot numerology. And uh, I did my calculations and found out I was the hermit in the moon. Mm-hmm. And when I started studying the Hermit and the Moon and her information in the book, I went, oh, my God, I finally understand myself. That
0: because so my,
1: interesting. Yeah, my whole life, I never knew who I wanted to be when I grew up. Everybody else in my mm-hmm. family did. But me, I was kind of like, I I have no idea. But when I found out I was the Hermit, you don't have to know who you're going to be when you grow up, because you pick up the pieces along the way in your life. And then eventually you turn around and look and say, oh, look at all these treasures I've gathered along the way. This is my knowledge. And you become the guide for others as a hermit. But you have to live first. And so I had to experience life before I could figure out who I was. And when I read that, and I, I was so into tarot, but I didn't have many friends that were into tarot, and, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, it made me understand, yes, this is your path. This is this is the right way for you. Um, so I embraced that. And then when I started working with the energy of what year you are in the tarot, which is in the same book, um, and it's also in my book, say that.
0: Um, I was going to say, you do a really good job of calculating your personal number. Um, I am also, we calculated before the uh, show, I'm also the hermit, uh, which is fun. Um, So, yes, you do give an idea of how to calculate these things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then when I figured out the year, and and I started actually watching the years, I didn't know what to do with it at first. You know, I would say, oh, "Oh, I'm in my um, lover's year. Well, I don't really know what that means, but I paid attention during the year and I studied the card and I was like, oh, now I can look back and see how that affected me, Mm -hmm. Um, how the lovers was truly in my year, in my life. And so I did, I mapped it out. I've been mapping it out for 12 years and it's right on. It's amazing how the tarot year really plays a part in your life that year. So it so was really powerful.
0: You, go ahead. Go ahead. That I was to so say it's really you powerful. you calculated that I'm the wheel of fortune.
1: What can yes. I
0: expect, some things I might expect this year?
1: Okay, so the wheel of fortune, and this is based off the start of your birth date. So it goes from birthday mm-hmm. to birthday. So right. from your birth date, um, you stepped into the wheel of fortune year, and the wheel of fortune is just change.
0: There's okay. change
1: happening in your life. Um, a lot of times... I notice in my will of fortune year, I always change jobs I don't know why, but that's, okay. there's change um, and it's usually fortunate change because it is the will of fortune, so what I did, the will of fortune is the card is number ten in the deck, mm-hmm. so what I did during my will of fortune year was I reduced the ten down, adding the one and zero together, and you get one, and the number one card in the tarot deck is the magician, mm-hmm. so they relate to each other. So I worked with the magician to manifest the changes I wanted to see in my life that year. Oh, so I wrote down everything I wanted to happen, and the magician was my guide through my Wheel of Fortune year. And oh. I I accomplished everything I wrote down um, by working with the magician and manifesting, actually stepping in and taking the first steps and doing it. And, yeah, so it's changed, but you can help. You can't, you, can't, you know, control all the change that's going to happen in your life. Change is going to happen. But you can mm-hmm. use this year to manifest changes along the way, too. So it's, it's really powerful. It's really a great year to work with things. And, and change happens as the year goes through. Mm-hmm. But you can, you can create the change you want to see.
0: That's really fun, and like I said, um, for our listeners, you do not only a really good job of explaining it, but you give lots of examples. And it's and as someone who's not known as a math geek, I was able to come up with this really quickly, and it's really really interesting. It's really interesting,
1: and and so going back to you, since you mm-hmm. are in your will of Fortune year, which is a fire year, and mm-hmm. you're working if you're working with the magician, he's earth element, uh-huh. um, and so you could create an oil blend that contains earth and fire, so something like vetiver, cedarwood, um, any earthy wood oil, and uh-huh. uh, and then adding um, maybe some orange oil, which is fire, or tangerine. Um, some black pepper. I mean, you could, you could just create your own blend based off, based off of those elements and then work with that blend three times per day, whether you just breathe it in or. Right. You, right. So, and, and working with the, the blend three times per day and maybe creating That's, a mantra to go along with it.
0: That is so cool. What, explain to me, I didn't understand, what is the soul card? The soul card is now some
1: people everybody has a soul card. Your soul card is the hermit um okay so some people have more, more than one number
0: okay okay,
1: yeah, um, some people have more than one number in their n- numerology, like you are a straight nine in the tarot. It,
0: I am an eight explain 18 to nine. me, explain to me then what some characteristics of the hermit.
1: Well, the hermit is um about going within, trusting your uh-huh. internal voice, um, gaining wisdom throughout your life, um uh-huh. becoming the guide, becoming the teacher, leading others. Um and you will see a lot of uh people that are um, into spirituality that are hermits.
0: Um you also see a lot of tarot readers that are hermits. Uh, Isn't that interesting? Because you're a hermit. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'm a hermit, and I was talking about Mary Kay Greer in, that wrote Tarot Constellations. She's a hermit, mm-hmm. I, and a lot of my friends that read tarot are hermits. It's interesting, but it's all about the internal and your intuition and your, inter- your own voice, listening to your own voice, going within the cave, within, and um, listening to what you have to say, And looking at where you've what you've learned in your life and becoming the stage for others. And also the hermit is number nine. So whenever you're working with the hermit card, you want to look at what you need to finish up because Mm -hmm. we're always working to get to the ten. So number nine says you're almost there. So Mm -hmm. we are almost there. We've had an I, I this is my philosophy. We've had a lot of lifetimes. Mm -hmm. And we keep gathering knowledge as we go. And so we do become the guide for others eventually. So it's it's all about just embracing that internal wisdom and looking at what you need to finish up so that you can move forward. What needs to be done? And that could be in your life or if you're in your hermit year, what needs to be done this year? What needs to be finished up so that you can move Mm -hmm. forward? Yeah.
0: I know in um in the um is it the Chinese New Year that it's a rabbit this year? Yeah. And, I was just reading about that. Do, well tell us about does does um the actual year have a number or have something that um uh corresponds to uh to uh the archetypes? Um in general.
1: Are you talking about the uh, Chinese New Year or the
0: or just the, just the year the 2023? Yeah. Oh,
1: 2023. Yes. So if you add that together, that's a seven, mm-hmm. and um, which would be the chariot in the tarot. Okay. Mhm. And the chariot's about moving forward with focused intention. Um, he's water element, so there are emotions involved. There's you mm-hmm. know, water element always is about emotions. But in the chariot card, his he needs to move forward with focused intention and not let his emotions get in the way. And that mm-hmm. can mean, you know, self-doubt, fear, anxiety, um, anything like that getting in your way will derail the chariot. There's one black mm-hmm. horse and one white horse, and they represent duality. And if you're not focused right. and know where you're going – they will go in different directions, and the chariot tumbles, so being this year as a chariot year is really focus on where you want to go and and if you really want to do something, don't let your emotions um stop you from moving forward it's it, yeah, it's really I love when I'm in my chariot year <laughs> so as um, as a collective, it's a chariot year, so everybody should embrace what they want to do and move forward with it and stay focused on that and don't let I'm not good enough I'm not a writer I don't know how to write get in your way
0: you know it's so funny you say that I forgot now what it was but something was going on in my life and I, I just said something to myself and then I, I, I immediately stopped and I thought I would never ever say that to another person I would no more <laughs> Tell somebody what I just said to myself. That's terrible. So anyway, yes. so yeah, I think uh, stopping uh, negative talk is. Um, I agree. Em- embrace it and-, and go forward. So tell us what you were going to say about the Chinese New Year.
1: Oh well, I was just happy because I've been in my strength year in the tarot, um, mm-hmm. which, which can be a difficult year, and you you have you have the strength to get through it. But it is very much about using your strength during that year. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this year, um, in Chinese New Year's is the year of the tiger. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. all this fire energy and all this, you know, there's a ton of energy in the tiger and there's a ton of energy in the strength year. And then when they said the rabbit, and it's more peaceful and tranquil, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh. and
0: Thank I'm moving <laughs> into my hermit year
1: on my birthday.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so moving into my hermit year, which is about going within, and I'm like, oh, I'm so ready for that tranquility of the rabbit um, and the energy of just peace. So that's what I'm hoping for with the year of the rabbit.
0: Your book does um, a really good job, too. Again, I've, it's interesting that you're on, because I've, in the past six months, got interested in essential oils and you do kind of an introduction to essential oils, um, that's really good. Talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, well it's how funny when I was writing started. the Um when I was writing the book I was I wasn't gonna put that in. And oh, so my friend who <laughs> a friend of mine who's an editor, she goes, No, you're a aromatherapist. They're gonna want to know how to do their own thing.
0: You need uh-huh. to put it
1: in. And I said, okay, okay. Um, so, you know, blend, I, I have three different ways of blending oils in the book. Mm-hmm. And I teach you how to do each one. Um, and one of them is uh, what's called, uh, uh I call it a chord. It's, it's blending by note. So you have a mm-hmm. base note, a middle note, and a top note. And I give you all that mm-hmm. information in the book. And And so it's it's
0: it's, really clearly written. Even I understood it. It was really good. It's really simple
1: to do. Right. Um, This slide. Yeah. The second way is blending by elements. So I've given you Mm -hmm. which oils relate to which elemental energy. So if you stick with one element, you're generally fine with the smell. Um, Mm -hmm. And I've given you information about what smells go well together so you Mm -hmm. have an idea. And then the last way, which is my favorite way to blend, is morphology blending by where the oil is derived from the plants mm-hmm. and I create i i I have a line of oils and um teas, and one of my oil blends is the magician my magician blend, and I mm-hmm. blended it using morphology so if you think of the magician, he is the one that creates he manifests upon the earth. And mm-hmm. I thought about, okay, what do I need? To, what energies do I need to help me manifest? So I thought, well, I need to be grounded. So I chose a root oil to work with. Mm-hmm. Also, you need a seed oil because the seed is the seed of potential. You need mm-hmm. that energy of potential in order to create. So you need a seed oil. You need uh, leaves and twigs um, mm-hmm. for reaching for what you want. Because the leaves are what and the twigs are what grow out to reach the branches. Um, you need a flower to attract what you want, um, and you need a fruit for fruition for the for the actual um, manifestation to become. And so you need all these different oils. So I chose different oils that, like anise, I chose anise for the blend. It comes; it's a seed oil, so that was my mm-hmm. seed oil. You know, I did oils like cedar wood and vetiver. For vetiver is an, a, a root oil, so that mm-hmm. grounding effect. And the magician also has full, all four elements on his table, so I made sure all four elements were in the bottle. And it's just a really fun way to blend, and you can, you create magic blending that way. Now, do you so, sell any
0: of your blends?
1: I I do have some that I sell. Um, I am Currently moving, so I've kind of taken them off the market
0: for a little bit, so I can oh, get the You will eventually have them back
1: on. Yes, they will be on my website, and I do have teas there too, um, which I do have the teas right now, and um, yeah, you can get them from my website, and I have them in a couple stores here in Portland, uh, the sprays and the roller oils and the teas. So yeah.
0: That's really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, again, your book was fabulous. And, again, I read it, and then I'm looking forward to studying it and going back through and trying the baths and the teas and, and the, um, setting up the altar and doing the, the suggestions. I think our readers, when they buy your book, they will enjoy all the practical and simple ways that you teach us to use the concepts in your book.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited um, for everybody to have the opportunity to read it. And I I always say reach out to me. Um, You can reach out to me through my uh, uh, website. And, Mm -hmm. you know, just let me know what you think or if you have questions. I'd be glad to answer Did your book,
0: I find this interesting, like did your book end up exactly like you thought it would or did it change and grow into something different? Did you change anything? Did, how was yeah, that process it process for you? It did morph.
1: Um, it was like I wrote. I wrote what would be a book proposal, which is three chapters, uh-huh. and and uh-huh. and I had written most of the book, and I had the idea of what it was going to be, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, this uh, questionnaire came to me, uh-huh. and I typed up the questionnaire. And I said, this has to go in the book. And I sent it to my friend who's an editor, and she looked at it. She goes, yeah, this has to go in the book, but it changes your whole book. And I went, <laughs> yeah. So I could use what I had already written, but I had to add more, and I had to, yeah. you know, it, it, it was an adjustment. Um, mm-hmm. As far as the final product, I really didn't have a vision for, how that was going to be. It was kind of like it's going to be what the universe wants it to be. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I was just surprised every time something new came up, like when Llewellyn sent me the cover. I was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. I love that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just as the edits came through and the editor would say, can we change this or can we do this? I was like, oh, yeah. So it it just kind of morphed. And I was allowing it to be what it wanted to be and not trying to control any of it. Mhm. Which is really good for working with a publisher. It because is. Because my but whole I goal. That would be
0: hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, I always tell people when they ask me about it, I I just say, you know, what's your goal with the book?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What is your goal? Mm-hmm. Because if your goal is to get this book into as many hands as possible, then the publisher's the way to go. Um, you got
0: to do what you got to do.
1: You got to see what your goal is with it, and and do what what works for you. You know, what is mm-hmm. your main purpose for writing the book?
0: If, it, if it's a, just a, a, yeah. Do you have another book? Just, are you? I have an on idea another for another already? book. <gasps> yeah, I do, I I do have an excited. idea. I just got to
1: find the time to put it together. Right yeah. after writing this book, you know, you get lots of. Uh, offers to write for magazines uh-huh. and stuff and I, I uh-huh. just was going crazy and I love, I, now I, that's why I call myself a writer, I love writing uh-huh. which I never knew before uh-huh. and so um, that's calming down a bit and I'm hoping once I get totally moved and settled that I'll be able to, in, into my hermit year uh, <laughs> so I'll be able to spend some time <laughs> and start writing
0: Oh, that's really fun I mean, again, I loved your book and so um, I uh, I look forward to to rereading it and going through it. Um, what message? What is the biggest takeaway you want your book and your insights for our listeners? Well, I want them to know that they can they can accomplish what
1: they want to accomplish, and, and not to hold back not to wait um, because of fear or anxiety. If you want to do something, or, or if you're called to do something, no matter, you know, like, like tarot, when I started reading tarot, I was like, what am I going to do with this? This is not logical." You know, there's all those things. It right. doesn't matter because everything you do along the way is going to be of benefit in some way in the future. And so step into whatever it is you want to step into no matter how small or big and and use use archetypes and the plant kingdom and the energy of the universe to move you forward and you do this by that's why I have ritual in the book by showing mantra mm-hmm. actually lets you speak it out loud to the universe as well as into your own psyche and and remember what you're accomplishing so Just do it, and even if there's failure along the way, that's okay. You're learning Mm -hmm. from it. You're going to pick up information from it, and someday you're going to look back and say, oh, I remember that. This is what we're doing Mm -hmm. with that. So step into it. Step into whatever it is you want to do. Become whoever you want to become. It doesn't have to be logical. It doesn't have to fit into the mold because your spirit is telling you that this is who you want to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, I'm
1: not saying just quit your job. And, I mean, I've I've worked full-time most of the time through this. So mm-hmm. it's like just, you know, do what you want to do. Step into it, and it will grow, and it will help you, and it will help you become who you want to become.
0: And right. anybody and, and, and
1: can do what they want to do. Yeah, just
0: take a chance. Yeah. So, and and so, that's hard. It, it, it's funny. I also... Um, I uh, uh, have made a recent change in the last couple of years of my life. I ended up losing during the COVID. I ended up uh, the business downsized because of business and and I um, lost my job And, and I like made a total different change and it didn't come without sacrifice. I took a huge pay cut and,
1: Mm-hmm. You know some
0: things that, that I didn't, you know, benefits. I'd worked four days a week before and now I work five, but oh, I just love my job and it feeds my soul and yeah, it was much, much better. So yeah, you have to but sometimes like I said, it's you're afraid to take that first step. So
1: Yeah, and you have to. I mean, you have to have intention and you have to take action. Yeah, And
0: absolutely.
1: Yeah. Action is key. So yeah stepping forward yeah.
0: and letting the un- universe know that you really want to go that direction and yeah and it's just it's fun you when things are scary at the time you know um looking backwards is always fun cuz now i can look backwards and see what a blessing that was because my son who lives very far from me and i don't get to see him as often as i do my daughter who lives only about 3 or 4 hours from me um you know, I wasn't working, so he had a baby, you know. So I got to go down there before they had the baby, and I was there when the baby was born, and I wouldn't have gotten to do that had I been working. So, yes, things right. are, you know, it, it, you just don't know at the time that you end up with blessings if you really look at it that way.
1: Right, totally. And you knowing the energy that is currently surrounding you and how you can use that energy to help you yeah, um, is really key. And and trusting trusting yourself.
0: Well, our time is almost a little close. Uh thank you so much, Alyn. This was wonderful. Um I just so excited you came to talk to us about your new book and tell everybody where they again, tell them where they can get more information about you at. Sure. Um
1: The book is The Tarot Apothecary, Shifting Personal Energies, Using Tarot Aromatherapy and Simple Everyday Ritual. And you can get that anywhere, your local bookstore, um, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere you want to get it. Luella.com. Anywhere you want to get it, you can pick it up. Um, You can find me um, on Instagram at B-Y underscore A-I-L-Y-N-N. I also forgot to mention this. I have a, a Facebook group called Magical Mentoring. So if you look up Magical oh. Mentoring on Facebook, I forgot to mention that. Um, we have lots of cool things in there. Guest speakers come and everything. So Magical Mentoring on Facebook um, and also my website, www.byailynnbyalynn.com and my regular Facebook page, a Halverson, backslash author.
0: All right. Well, again, thank you so much, and we're excited about your new book. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. I, I really had a blast, and
1: I really love talking about the book. So this was a blessing for me, and I'm so glad that you invited me. Thank well, you. Well,
0: you are welcome anytime, so please come back again. And I will. I also... I would also like to thank Steve, my sound engineer, for his technical expertise, and we want to thank all of you out there, our listeners, for your continued support of all of our shows here on Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, or CSNP. Our next show, our next Circle Talk, is January 17th, and we're going to be talking with Lisa McSherry about her new book, A Witch's Guide to Crafting Your Practice. Her new book features a self-paced guide to the fundamentals of witchcraft Includes topics like creating altar and developing psychic abilities. It's going to be a great discussion for uh, beginners and seasoned practitioners alike. So I look forward to being with you all again. So please come back. Good night, everyone, and blessed be. Do you feel like you've tried everything, but you're still living with urinary or bowel urgency or leaks? The InterSTEM system has been chosen by 400,000 patients. Treatment with the InterStim system is prescribed by your physician and not all patients will benefit. Talk to your doctor to see if it's right for you. Individual patient results may vary. Risks may include surgical, device, and stimulation-related complications. Learn about the InterStim system at TalkLeaks.com. As the weather gets colder, it's a good idea to layer up with scarves, hats, and mittens. Another layer of protection this season is to get your flu and COVID-19 vaccines. You can get both vaccines at the same time. Talk to your health care provider or learn more at michigan.gov slash COVID RSV and layer up for some added peace of mind. A message from the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services.
1: Step into the world of power, loyalty